podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all damn thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. podcast, 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 podcast. Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of this Nomics Podcast. I'm joined by a special guest. In fact, I didn't even ask how you wanted to be um, addressed. How do you want to be addressed on this podcast? My name. Okay. What What other options do I have? No, we think I'm going to say like your majesty or something. No, I wasn't even going to call you. <laughs> no, I didn't want to call you. The other options was um, the name of your venture or your name. Yeah. Those are the um, Well, the thing is, like, you're not recording yet, are you? I am. You are? Yeah. Oh, okay. Let me not say what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Just call me Tanya. Okay. Okay, we'll establish that. So, I'm yeah. joined by, by Tanya. Tanya, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too shabby. I'm not too shabby. So, what do you do for a living, um, Tanya, if you don't mind me asking you? You know this already, so don't be so polite, because you're not usually this polite. Don't, uh, <laughs> hey, don't try and mud my name. <laughs> don't try and mud my name. But, but, <laughs> no, no, I'm joking, you are, you are very polite. Exactly. Um, I'm a recruiter. I've been a recruiter for nearly four years now. Um, yeah, pretty much. When did you decide that you actually wanted to be a recruiter? So I was actually, when I finished uni, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So when I was at uni, I used to work in Selfridges. Um, Soz. And like, huh? So Soz, go continue. No, it's not Soz. That was actually, it was quite a nice job to have at uni, to be fair, because I didn't really do much. And I don't, and I don't like doing much. Um, <laughs> So, um, when I was at, I worked at Selfridges and then when I actually graduated, I still didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I just carried on working at Selfridges. Um, and at the time I was working in women's designer bags and I happened to like serve this guy or assist this guy who was buying a present for his mum's 50th birthday. Okay. Um, he was splashing and I was thinking, Damn, I'm like, <laughs> what do you do? Um, and I'm very nosy, as you know. Um, so, I, you know, I just, I thought, I'm going to take him. He's going to be my client. Got to know him really well. And at the end of this sale, he basically said, if you ever get bored of this, give me a call. Handed me his card. Um, and he happened to be a recruiter. And he specialised in, like, recruitment for wealth management okay big bucks. um i didn't really know much about recruitment i didn't even know how i didn't understand how he was a recruiter and spending that much money because i thought recruitment's hr and that's about it um so i just put his card in my purse left it went traveling for a little bit and when i came back i was like okay i'm so bored of this like this is so boring i'm literally not using my head like okay tan i know you don't like doing anything but you need to get it you need to do something a bit more than this now so I called him spoke to him 
And he gave me a really good overview on what agency recruitment looks like in terms of development, in terms of money, in terms of like everything. And he helped me like down to the T in terms of like what agencies to apply for. And essentially, that's all I did. Started going for loads of interviews. And then I chose the one that I liked. Um, and that's how I got into recruitment. Okay, wow. So you, that's, it pays to know people. <laughs> For real, for real. Yeah, literally, literally. It was like the most random thing. Like, because I don't, you can't ask anyone, what do you want to be? And they go to you, a recruiter. Like, who wants to be a recruiter? No one. Or who knows a lot about recruitment? Not many people. But I guess it's because I saw something, I liked it. He then, it was like fate. He came to me actually and he suggested something because it's essentially a sales job. Yeah. Um, and then in the long run, well, four years later, it's, it's, it's not that bad at all. Mm. It's stressful, though. Yeah, no, trust me. I was, <laughs> on our lunch breaks, I used to see you. You used to be mad stressed out. You, <laughs> you used to... Listen, this girl will, like, have, like, a 15, 20-minute lunch break. I'm like, you're, you're not getting paid for one hour, so why are you doing this to yourself? And then you're like, no, 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 not what that. No, that, you have to have a certain... Go on, go on, talk to us, go on. I don't know how I feel about this because to some degree, I feel like I'm such a big contradiction because I can't... I I have to have things done, like, perfectly. Mm-hmm. So I would sacrifice my lunch break. But now that I've... Now I've, like, grown up a little bit, I know that's really unhealthy. Hmm. But I'll still do that because I don't want anything to be... I don't like taking shortcuts. I want to make sure everything's perfect. And I'm still working on that. Like I, I used to run away from you and be like, okay, I need to go back to work. And I'm like 15 minutes into my lunch. I know. I was thinking, fam, you haven't... You, you feel like you haven't come yet. And you're, you're worried about going back to your desk. Me, but I used to take a while. My yeah, time. no, but you used to take... You used to take liberties, like... <laughs> your, your lunch would be like an hour and a half long. Boy, my lunch starts when <laughs> my lunch starts when I set starts. That hour starts once I've gone to Nando's, ordered my food, come back at my desk. That's I when just, the hour starts. <laughs> like you were living the dream. Like, I used to go back and sit at my desk and be like, "Wow, his manager's not wondering where he is." Like what? It probably, it probably was. Oh gosh, I could no, I can't do that. You were, you were living in Alcatraz. That's what you, I don't know. What, <laughs> I don't know what type of environment that was, but yeah, you are. It's funny when you say you don't like to work because you are actually a very hard worker. Um, so you've done pretty decently for yourself in recruitment over your four years and counting career. What do you think was the keys for you, like kind of climbing the ladder, for lack of a better term? In terms of your career thus far? Um, so, to be honest with you, just hard work, commitment, and like discipline. Like, I like discipline, yeah, like so much discipline. You're disciplined. <laughs> but the thing is, I don't like, I remember when I left uni, I didn't have like the best uni experience because I felt like I went to uni and I just went to uni for the sake of this was the next thing and when I left I realized that uni was such a miserable time and I said to myself I wasn't going to make the same mistakes of just doing what everyone else is doing Mm -hmm. so when it came to like my graduate career I really took a step back and I said you know what I don't care if people are going into their graduate careers I'm going to take a step back and I'm just going to 
take my time to do whatever it is that I want. And then when I'm ready for my career, I'm going to give it 110%. So that's literally what I've done. And when I started at, you know where I used to work, um, <laughs> I literally didn't talk to anyone there. I was so disciplined. I remember I used to get into work, uh, like the first person into work, the last person to leave. I made sure that I like became like so committed in learning everything about the insides and outsides of the job. And literally within like two years, two and a half years, I got like four promotions. So by the time that I left, I was like, I'd completely doubled my basic salary. I was in a position to apply for like jobs like that. There was just no, it just, it didn't seem real. Like it almost felt like that year that I took after I'd finished uni out, I basically made up for it because I climbed up that recruitment ladder so quickly and because it, it even shocked me. Because of your mindset. So you came in 100%. With, a, with a better mindset. So you weren't like kind of faffing about, whereas some of us um, can faff about for lack of, <laughs> <laughs> for lack of a better term. And do you know what I mean? I just, yeah. So yeah, you, you came across pattern. So yeah, you're a proper hard worker, but you're a bit of a chicken though. Do you, are you going to tell the audience how yours are a bit of a chicken in terms of not knowing if you, if you make certain moves? How am I a chicken? You're like, I don't know if I should do, go for this job, I don't know. Maybe I should just stay here. <laughs> this was real stress that I was under, there you wasn't. know. There wasn't. It was. No, that's, not real, that's not real stress, man. You're, you're actually dramatic. Cry too much. No, that was real stress that I was under. Like That was very, very stressful. You said you're crying. Actually, I, was, I was like, oh, I was, obviously I was showing support, but I was thinking, why the hell are you crying, man? <laughs> I committed two and a half. Do you know, I've just, I've said to you, I've been in recruitment for four years. I've been in recruitment for three years, actually. It's next year will be four years. Okay. So basically where I was before, I was there for like two and a half years and just suddenly to like leave. And obviously the way agency recruitment works is like, you've got your own little business within a big business, especially mm-hmm. if you're mm-hmm. working for like a big corporate one Mm. so if you spend like two and a half years building up a desk you know building up your relationships with your clients and you're billing well and then you like I was were considering to move to a boutique agency where you have to start from scratch you're already earning a certain amount of money you you're comfortable and it's like you're gonna leave that all behind yes true so I feel like I'd reached a point where I was actually doing well and then suddenly this door of opportunity opens and it's like, is this actually an opportunity or is this me just being greedy? And I felt like that's why I was so confused about that move. But then if I looked at it, there were so many things about where I was that were making me like really unhappy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I feel like eventually deep down I knew what was right for me yep and you made a move and, and, and I the, made a move and it's happy ever after well yeah but uh, and then a pandemic happened and then there was a redundancy scheme man. <laughs> but overall yeah it, I feel like it was definitely the right move like it, uh, yeah, 100%. So, you were right. <laughs> that's all I wanted to hear. <laughs> got anyway, just aside, I was just, I was just browsing the gram, you know, as I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looking at drip, looking at sports <laughs> stuff, 
looking at as you do as I do and I saw something on my on my old on the old Insta stories and I was mm-hmm. like oh, also I have to do recruitment I was like oh let me have a cheeky look at this and I was like yeah oh this makes some sense and then I saw it was like you sharing it I was like oh and I saw recruiter bay and I was like the artwork yeah. is litty color scheme so I'm due to talk to you about that because I've been wanting to do this but I don't know how to do it so I need to talk to you about that <laughs> offline <laughs> still your whole flow bar for bar but and I was like this is so good like like this is the type of information oh. that people need to be seeing okay st- stop all that nonsense that people need to be I, seeing I'm smiling real hard right now <laughs> but like you've like you've only um, well your first post according to Instagram mm-hmm. unless you archive anything was in August. Mm-hmm. You already got five hundred plus followers. So you're doing. So you're mm-hmm. doing bits. That's probably more follows the actual own page, which is actually quite fun. <laughs> Let me check. <laughs> no, that's no, not. It's not. It's not. I avoid it. <laughs> I avoid it. You don't rate me. Nah, I, I don't know why I just thought you had like a low key profile, didn't it? I do have a low key profile. No, you don't. It's not that low. Key. Yeah, I it's do. Not, it's not as low key as I thought. But anyway, so I thought this enough. Like, it's such good information. Like in such short. And easy to digestible, um, uh, what's it called? Chunks. So, mm-hmm. what motivated you to to start doing this? Um, to be honest with you, like, I just, I just feel like there's so many bad recruiters. Oh, like- <laughs> hey, talk about that. Well, go on. Um, honestly speaking, like it's got to the point where sometimes I don't even like telling people I'm a recruiter because they give me a look. They give me that look like, oh, he's one of them. <laughs> you know, he's going to take our money and that's it. And it's like, no, not everyone is like that. Some people care. Um, and I feel like when I, cause I recruit for interims, like I recruit for contractors, as you know, mm-hmm. and they tend to be like really senior or they tend to be on like, really high day rates um but sometimes i'd recruit for like junior to mid-level candidates and i felt like they struggled so much especially when they work with agencies because agencies represent the best talent Mm -hmm. so a lot of the time when people come out of university they just face no after no after no and i think it's very disheartening to people who are so talented but a lot of the time it's a thing where if you sit with a good recruiter who can actually just invest in you in terms of like knowledge, polishing up your skills and, and just polishing up how you present yourself. You are, you, you're able to present yourself in a way that allows you to perform better. Mm. So when I started my new job, I found that I was placing candidates with barely any experience in really good, sexy brands at really good salaries and it's all because I was just coaching them. So then I thought, why don't I just do something on Instagram where I can, you know, give this information because I can't give everyone me. Like, I'm very busy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't give everyone a bit of me. Let me just provide this information in, on a platform that everyone can see. Um, and obviously during lockdown... I was helping people with their CVs and charging and stuff like that. So it was a service that I was providing via, um, via Recruiter Bay. But then 
I thought I need something to add a bit more value. So let me give people this knowledge. It's completely for free. If you were to go out with me in terms of like for dinner or lunch, I'd give this information to you. So why not just make it accessible to so many other people? Mm. And that's how I basically started the Instagram page. It's really, really good. Like, So what's your feedback been from Rukutaba? So... I've actually had. Do you know what I? I'm, I'm, who who, I've who made the name? Because I know it weren't you. Well, do you not think I'm creative? What's no. your problem? No, because I'm not. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I had a client. Actually, candidates and clients used to call me like Bay all the time. So they'll be like, oh, you're actually Bay in terms of you're the first person that I come to when I need a job. Mm. You're the first person, like, when anything goes wrong at work, I'm like, you know, I'm going to speak to my consultant after this because she'll resolve this for me, blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, okay, cool, recruit a Bay then. Because clearly, I'm going to give you more love and affection than any recruiter will guaranteed. Like, I'm putting that out. That's facts. And... If you're lucky, actually, no, 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 just, 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 just a recruit. I don't want trouble. I don't want no pastor. Just, <laughs> I'll give you more love than a recruiter would, and that's it. So that's why I thought, you know what, recruiter bait. It's catchy. It's simple, and also I couldn't think of anything better. So that stuck. That is no. That is a, the sickest name. It slaps. It definitely. Do you reckon? Slaps. Yeah, it slaps. It slaps. Recruiter bait. It's just. Do you know what I mean? It just it just fits. So um. Aww. Yeah. So all you say about recruiters is so true because. I'm sick. I'm I'm sick of these youths. Sick of these youths. Sick of their lies. Sick of them. They just, I'm not sick of them. So I want to vent to you on my podcast about recruiters, and you you don't even relate to it. It's just like you get them and they're like, "Oh, you right, babes? Basically, like I got this really good opportunity, city fam, and I'm paying X amount." I'm like, "Sis, I've told you hella times. I'm not going <laughs> below this number, and you're giving me." jobs that are a good seven racks below the number i've just told mm-hmm. you so but the, the, for, what i've always found with recruitment is that you just got to really take your time and try to find your own your very own recruiter bay because then you build up mm-hmm. like they trust you you trust them mm-hmm. and then when they get some opportunities they're going to have you to more of the forefront so obviously if you just find a recruiter they're going to mm-hmm. have people that are ready the candidates that they already talked to or they already respect and one hundred percent, and then you're gonna you might be bottom of the food chain when it comes to exactly, and then that's what even me on the job hunt like during this whole COVID thing, that's what was slapping me because a couple of my like my recruiter base, one of them she, I don't know she I'm not sure she just disappeared off the face of the earth. One of them left <laughs> left companies, but she didn't really. I'm not oh, sure no. she took she took everybody with her. Some of them got hit with a young furlough. Some got yeah. made redundant. Period. So I was out here trying to grab a new find a new, you know what I mean? Try to find a new bay, try to take one out to dates and that, but it wasn't really, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the vibe wasn't there on a the date. Like, you know I was like, oh, I think we should, I think we should, you know, just keep this as, as, as keep this as a first date and first date only. Do you get so? Do you know what? I, I, I think that recruitment and the job market is a lot like dating. Like, mm. seriously. Like, you need to find a good recruiter and you need to have a real relationship with them. Like, this it's, this stuff is emotional because this is your career, like, and you need to invest in it. So mm. I really do recommend that people invest in finding at least three recruiters who they can really build a relationship with, mm-hmm. who know them inside out, 
so that they can at least have them for like the duration of their career, whether it be interim or permanent. Just someone who knows your experience inside and out, just so that if you are available, they're thinking of you. And mm. if you're a permanent candidate, it's a thing where when they're speaking with clients about future projects, you're the first person they think about. Right. Um, and I feel like so many people don't realise how much the world of work is changing and people wait for a company to advertise a vacancy to think that they're recruiting when the reality is the best way to get jobs is via networking. So if you're networking with different clients or different agencies or just different people within the circles that you want to work in, you're creating opportunities for yourself without realising that's facts that's facts like having somebody like similar to how you got into this career in the first place it was due to mm-hmm. to networking and knowing somebody exactly. and then um, look at that now that, you're here exactly. now, you're, now you're recruiter bait do you get and it's a thing where you don't need to i i genuinely like i'm a firm believer that you're every single thing that you do in life is connected to your destiny because i at some point would have been like standing there in self just thinking where on earth is my life going <laughs> not knowing that actually the key to this uh, this part of my life is exactly where I'm supposed to be which was Selfridges because mm. had that guy not come up to me and well you know like impressed me with how much he was splashing <laughs> and then gone as far as giving me his card only for me to then call him I really would not be in this position because I definitely think I was mar- I was applying for like marketing assistant jobs or something mm. completely not correlated with what I'm doing now. So I feel like sometimes you have to utilize exactly where you are in the moment and just, you know, create opportunities for yourself. Don't be afraid to fail. Just do things and see what you get from it. And that's it. Facts. Okay, cool. Now, um, so when it comes, so with COVID, we've been mm-hmm. living, we've been living in a, in a pandemic, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. That's really changed not only the working world, the recruiting world. So from a recruiter's perspective, how has things been changed? How has the game been altered um, with the fact that we're living in this crazy COVID-ass world? Mm, It's changed so much, like, so, so much. Like, from an agency perspective, as you rightly said, so many people have lost their jobs. So like a lot of agency recruiters, like you said, have been furloughed mm. or they've been made redundant completely. Um, and then from a like just general recruitment market perspective, obviously everything has, well, most things have been remote. Um, and that's more so like professionally. If you're doing like blue collar jobs and stuff like that, then obviously that hasn't changed much. But in terms of how people recruit, it's changed so much because people are realizing that certain skills are not in as they're not in as much demand as people thought they were, and then there are other skills which are a lot more in demand. Um, and we've also noticed that there's a lot of change within like the actual industry. So, for example, tech, e-commerce those sort of industries are booming like never before mm. and then there's certain industries like which we're already like not doing as well like i don't know high street retail mm. which are just completely like drying up um so i feel like things have changed so so much in such a short period of time i can only imagine what it will look like next year or like this time next year as well 
Of course, yeah, 100%. And so for, yeah, it's crazy. Like, I've had a few friends that got hit off with a young furlough. And it's just weird. Mm-hmm. It's just weird. Some people are still on furlough as of now. And I know... They're mostly going to be made redundant. Yeah. So I know to, to furlough to, is going to end at the end of this month. And that will... And I think, yeah, at this month, they're paying up to 60% of the salary. So it's not the most ideal. But, um, oh, wow. Yeah. But um, I think the government is telling companies that, yo, if you keep these people on until the end of January, we'll give you like a thousand per person. So I'm, okay. not, I'm not sure how well that works out for the companies because they might be paying these people more than a thousand to work. So I don't know how that works out. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, and it's just it's just been such a weird time for people. People are so uncertain. Like I, I know certain people, some of my friends personally were looking to kind of start to make certain moves in their careers, but if they've managed, some of them are like, listen, my job is still safe right now, so I'm not even trying to risk taking a new job or go for the new job I wanted to in that company, you know what I mean? Like, they mm-hmm. go through some hardship and I want the new people, I'll be like one of the first to go in terms of in terms of being at risk and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. really interesting like how it's really changed and altered people's whole career trajectories and even just the working environment. So uh, we'll talk about it before, but how have you found working from home? So we've been doing that from since like probably like March times. Mm. Have you found have you have you found it working from home? I feel like working from home. I don't think a lot of people agree with me, but I don't. I think it's all right. Like it's okay. Like there's no, how much? How much would you give out of ten? The experience five out of ten. The reason why I'm saying this is because I feel like there needs to be balance. So initially, when it was like, <laughs> when the pandemic first, you know, mm. became a thing and we were in lockdown, I was like, yeah, mm. I'm going to work from home. But that's because, you know, I technically I was in prison before. So I was like, this was completely new to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was like, yeah, this is going to be amazing. I can wake up like, I don't know, half an hour. And I just thought about all the freedom and all the time that I would get. But then I found going on Zoom like just so draining after a little while. And then my routine was just a bit like... uh. Zoom is killing my people. Bear in mind that I started a new job. So I was three months in. I barely knew my stakeholders that well. And then trying to like interact with them virtually was just it was like exerting more energy out of me than if I was in real life. Mm. So it was a thing of there was too much to adapt to. Um, and I personally found that a little bit challenging and then I just found it a little bit mentally draining because I was like, as a recruiter, a lot of your job is in person. Of course. Candidates is in person, clients is in person, colleagues is in person, recruiters are very sociable and all of that got stolen. Um, and although I'm like naturally introverted at work, I'm a little bit extroverted. So I felt like there was a clash in everything. And then I was suddenly just at home by myself and I started finding that really mentally draining. And then now it's like, obviously, we've got the choice to go into the office and also work from home. Um, but I think in the long run, we should defo have some sort of mix because I don't think it makes sense to work from home all the time. Mm. It's just, it just does. I don't think it makes sense. I feel like you need to have some sort of balance. People should have the freedom and choice and employers should trust them to work from home. But... I think you should also also have it in you to just have some discipline and go to work. Like, come on, <laughs> just go to work. <laughs> so just a bit of both. I was going to say, um, you mentioned about, like, um, how a lot of the job as a recruiter is quite face-to-face and a lot of the things you do, whether you're meeting clients or meeting candidates or whatever. I used to hate 
There's a passion. What recruit is calling you in? Oh my god! Why? Why do you need to come and see me? I now trekked all the way to look to, to speak to you. I come in. You're not even on time. <laughs> oh my god! Me is running. Me is running a little bit late. So I'm there waiting in some any room with some dead <laughs> with, a, with a dead tea that the receptionist made to me hastily because she's like. <laughs> I'm just getting you some dead tea, so that's why I started getting water. But the water's trash as well. I'm just there bored, twiddling on my thumbs. You come in, you're like, "Oh, you're right," and then you ask me the same fucking questions. You ask me on the phone, the same questions, and, you, and I get to fill out a form that I could have filled out from the comfort of my own home. So why on earth do I have to come in to do the same thing I could do over the phone? This is what I want to know. This is what the streets want to know. I won't lie to you. I am like. CEO of those recruiters that are like, I'm not going to get you a job if you don't come and meet with me. Oh, God, punish like, you. I am, I am like, I fly that flag really high um, and I have pride in it because I am not going to represent anyone I don't know. Because especially like I'm a contract recruiter. So if I recruit you based on your CV, my client is paying me for your performance and I've never met you before. My client is paying me to know what you're like, to know your track record, to know your personality, to have a relationship with you. And you think I'm going to place you when I don't know you. It's not me. Maybe another recruiter who's lazy and, you know, likes to cut corners. Shout out those queens and kings. (laughs) Who likes to cut corners. They can do it. And in your defense, I feel like there's certain industries where you don't have to meet with people as much. For example, IT, finance, people who don't really have to interact with people and who deal with like skill based. I mean, like proper hard skills. They're okay. But when you're like, I recruit for HR, remember. So these are people who are like client facing Mm. and they have to represent the business. So I need to know what your personality type is. I need to know what you're like. I need to know if you're scruffy. Like, I need to know everything. Um, and it's like, I can only find that out from meeting with you. And I'm not, honestly, ask anyone who I've ever represented. If I meet with you and I say I'm going to get you a job, I will get you a job, like 100%. Because I need to sell a product that I know. As a recruiter, my product is a person, not Mm. an actual object. Mm. So I need to know your ins and outs. And I can only do that from meeting with you. Okay, nah. Okay, you're 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 spitting you're spitting some sense. I hear that. I hear that. But I was gonna say, would you come uh, if I told you that? Would you come to meet me? If it was you, I know you, so it won't be a complete utter waste. No, if you didn't know me, if you didn't know me, honestly, literally, I'll I'll have to think about (laughs) it. I can't lie. Because it's just such a... And I've done it and I just oh, think, you're just wasting my flipping time. I, that's that mindset that we spoke about at the very beginning of this. You need to adapt your mindset. You can't be like, oh, this person's so annoying. How about you're like, okay, do you know what? Let me meet with this person. I don't know what doors it may open. How about I, that? I know what doors it may open. It's the same doors that got open if you called me and I gave you the same flipping answers. Like, it's just ridiculous. What is, like, if it was, like, a full-on meeting, yeah, where, I don't know, we had, like, a proper gist, do you know what I mean? You kind of got, yeah. I hear it. But you don't even be in there for longer than 20 minutes. My journey was longer than that. Like, especially when I used to live in, like, northwest London, yeah? It yeah. should, should take me longer to get to my local station than the time I've spent in the flipping recruitment. <laughs> it's but yeah, no. Nah. Did you ever ask them, why do you want to see me? All the time. 
And what did they say to you? All the time. I was like, why can't I just what would they, like, why oh, would no, they, what would no, they say to you? You know, just better to get a feel of you in person, know your personality, you know what I mean? Man. So, I was like, okay. <laughs> and would they get you jobs, eh? <laughs> Bad times, no. Like, sometimes... See, no, I've, got, I've got proof. I've got... Remember I told you to... To, um... To contact that person that yeah. I used to work with? Yeah. Did you or did you not get a job? Yeah, I did. See, there you go. There you go. As long as I... Listen, like, I am a woman of my word. As long as I say... I don't think I had to meet her, you know. No, that's all I did. Huh? I did have to meet her. You did have to meet her because I remember I went to her desk and I was like, I sold you in. I was like, he's a really nice guy. You know, he's really presentable. He's very, very intelligent. I did all that behind your back and you didn't even know. Had you not come to see her, I wasn't going to do I was like, oh, honey, he's not that great, actually. You <laughs> 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 should consider him. I need to have your commitment. That's all it is, basically. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, I'm a cut, I'm a cut corners merchant. To be fair, I can't lie to you. There you go. I'm a cut corners merchant. I'm sorry. It's just, it's just, it's just how I am. We're the complete opposite. No, but I need to be more like you sometimes. sometimes. Shortcuts are not always the way. I get the whole um, be smart, don't work hard, work smart. I get that, but. Like, I also disagree with this whole like microwave generation. It's like sometimes you have to graft because Facts. there's a process in that graft. So just do it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, work no. Hard. no, I agree. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, with the work home home thing, yeah. I as I was telling you, I loved it. Oh my days, it was the best. Do do? I didn't have to talk to none of these youths, none of the dead conversation, <laughs> telling me about their dogs I don't care about, or their kids I don't <laughs> care about, or their families I don't care about. I just don't care. Um <laughs> honest to God, like at work I have my headphones in all the time. So I'm just You're one of those. Yeah. I'm just I'm here <laughs> to fulfill a duty which I always fulfill to a high level. Mm-hmm. So I don't need to be out here talking in the kitchen like, oh, you're right, babe. Oh, yeah, how's your kids? Oh, yeah, how's your weekend? You don't give a damn about my weekend. You but don't then care. don't you think that you're in the wrong place then? Like, let's get real. Because you shouldn't be... So you're there to collect your check, yes. really, and truly speaking. But then long-term career-wise, surely you should be in a place where... You're right. You're so much into the culture that you can be yourself if that makes sense listen if there's not um ethnics there it's highly unlikely i could be myself do i i can't lie in the last couple of years i've <laughs> i've been myself i am myself but because yeah. i'm part of being myself is that if i don't if i'm not interested in a person or a type of conversation i'm just not engaging it because i just don't care but um but the thing is obviously i work i'm, I'm super polite and I'm very easy to get on with, but at the same time, yeah. certain conversations I'm not going to care about. Like, I remember one, one woman asked me, like, one of my workplaces, I actually liked her, probably one of my favourite mm-hmm. ever colleagues, she's like a Greek woman, hilarious, like, like she's like in her mm. 50s, she's so funny. She always asks me, like, oh, do you see this in the paper? I'm like, how many times have I told you I don't read the papers? I don't, <laughs> I don't watch Coronation Street. I don't watch, I don't watch reality TV. I don't yeah. do any of this stuff. And she'll ask me every day. And I'm thinking, are you, are you on crack? Like I don't. I've told you multiple times. I can't do this. But that, I, I feel like that's that that's so long term. What? Okay, this is. I'm asking you. I'm being nosy again. Yeah. Long term, you need to be in a place where you're with people who understand your values and your culture and stuff like that. And 
funny enough, a lot of businesses are really investing into like um, like diversity and inclusion at the moment, in it because of everything that's happened this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what like the world of work looks yeah, I like. Think, um, I remember, I remember, like two yeah. two years ago, one of my good friends, mm. um, one of my good friends, she she was like, yeah, in her company, she's like a, quite a, a big company. She's like, mm. when it comes to diversity for like black people, they had nothing. So she mm-hmm. set up, but she's like. We can't just keep talking about the lack of diversity. We need actually to do something about it. And I was like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the next, the next company I'm perm at." I said it's yeah. like two years ago. But I haven't been perm for a while. But the next company I'm perm at, I'm definitely gonna try and look into that and actually try and establish. Uh, one of my boys, um, my boys, uh, shout out him and his company. He's doing crazy things with regards mm-hmm. to that. So I think that will help. But I think naturally, um, I'm not sure if the corporate thing is for me long term. Um, mm-hmm. I just trust my person. My personality. I like to be alone quite a lot when I'm mm-hmm. and I'm work better. I, I'm actually quite good in teams because I, I I like to bounce ideas off people and I'm collaborative. But sometimes I just prefer to work alone because I know I could do it at the speed I want to do it at, which is very mm-hmm. quick. And sometimes mm-hmm. when you're working with people, it's not not quite the same. But that's why I love working at home because I can mm-hmm. wake up at whatever. Let's say I start at nine. To be fair, my last. My last contract, I started at nine thirty, but I'll probably start work around eight forty-five to nine o'clock. So I wake up, mm-hmm. wake up my usual time, force myself back to sleep, wake up at eight thirty, forty-five, put up a laptop. Do you know what I mean? But I can mm-hmm. be, I can have my TV on, watch my all my sports debate shows. I can have Netflix on. I can have music blasting. I could be on the phone, but I'm in the comfort of my own home and I'm working. And I've and I'm still productive obviously certain bits and pieces i didn't like because i use excel a lot i use accountant packages mm. so i will need my two screens and having just your little macbook air is not really slapping mm. for, it's not really slapping for that and then exactly also i am one of them people i can't sit on my bed and work because i'll just end up lying down and just chilling like, so, <laughs> so i need to sit at a desk and actually yeah i mean bang it so i didn't really i i can't lie to you i did not miss the social interaction one bit but i think mm-hmm living out of my family home for a few years I've, i think i've became used to being on my own and like, even at home i'm quite solitary i just sit in my room i'm on computer whatever so i think it suits my personality a lot but i've spoke to other people like my friends and they actually quite miss the human interaction element so they're getting mm. some of my friends are in hr so that makes sense why they miss that element and maybe because the nature of my job i don't really need to be in the office like I feel like it all depends on literally, like that's literally, it just depends on what you're doing. Like if you're in a people-facing role, you will miss the human aspect of it and like the interaction and stuff. But if you're like in IT or finance or like digital tech, anything where you don't really need to be around people and you're actually just always behind a screen, then I guess it makes a lot of sense for you just to, you know, stay at home. But I think definitely, like, long-term, like, careers are are changing. People, in terms of, like, how long they stay in jobs, someone like you who hasn't been in a perm job for ages, definitely, when you start looking, if you ever do decide to look for a perm job, it will be a completely different experience. And you trust you especially, oh, my gosh, you're going to be so picky. You're going to be so, so picky because... To be somewhere long term and that's like more than 18 months now mm. is actually very rare now because people just know what's available to them so mm-hmm. much more. Yeah, so the market, so I think that the, cult, the culture is changing where people, because when, so when I first started working, 
Like people are like, yeah, I've been here for 16 years. I'm like, right, we did the same job for 16 years. Shut up, <laughs> you, blood. Like, I've been here for, I've been here for 10 years. I'm just thinking, right, like. But then, I, do you know what? Like, I, I'll be honest with you. Like, when I'm going through CVs, especially if I'm recruiting for someone senior, actually, not even senior, like someone, I like recruiters in general really like progressive cvs so i love it when i see um like i don't know say someone's got like four years experience just in work in the work mm-hmm. working world but they started off as like an assistant and then they got promoted to a coordinator then they went to a, like an advisor and then suddenly they're like a manager that shows good progression and that alone demonstrates that this person is obviously hardworking. Um, they're ambitious and if I'm you know hiring for a a client who wants all of those things it's very clear in their CV but a lot of people who are in organizations for a very long time they're not so much more progressive they just move sideways or they're doing the same thing for a very long time and that's not as attractive Mm. so you need to sometimes ask yourself why am I staying in this place for such a long time is it because I can ask to go and go do experience in a different department? Can I, you know, shadow someone else? But if you need to leave an organization in order for you to get a promotion, then do it because it's your career and you need to progress. And I feel like, especially within the black community, a lot of time people don't progress very easily in jobs. They, they Their careers get capped at like mid-management level. And then it's like, they just don't see anything past that. That's crazy. And there's a big problem there. So how do you address this problem, do you think? I don't know. I think the conversation is obviously a lot deeper than, like, what people may think. And this is something that I'm actually doing, like, quite a lot of investigation on, like, in terms of, like, recruitment and in terms of, like, my current role at the moment. And it's it's quite unfortunate because it just shows that people, companies are still doing their best to make sure that ethnics don't progress Mm. and that in itself is a problem so people will say racism doesn't exist but you can just look in the workplace and if you can see that no one at senior leadership looks like you or is like a representation of you whether it be color gender whatever it might be, as long as that representation's not there, there's a problem because the talent is there in the world. So why is it that it's not there in your boardroom? Yeah, and that's... Yeah, and I think, like, we get to a point where people are like, yo, we're not really trying to hear all this, all this hickey haggard excuses you're given. We're going to need to see actual evidence of why this is. So I know certain people in their companies are asking for data on on retainment of ethnic minorities, progression, what they get, Mm -hmm. what was said about them in their reviews and how it compares to others. And all these things Mm -hmm. that play a big role in your ability to progress or is there still going to be a glass ceiling? Exactly. Like there's certain things that um, companies or organisations might do that make, that put ethnics at a disadvantage when it comes to that promotion criteria, uh, English criteria <laughs> so it might just be that and then if that is the issue then there's a there's a massive problem that it needs to be addressed because you're supposed to create it's not it's that whole thing of it's not about equality it's about equity mm. so what can you do for a person who's disadvantaged 
footage to allow them to have as much, if not more, progression than the person who's not from like a disadvantaged background or ethnic minority or who's disabled or whatever their protected characteristic might be. So I think that's the conversations that businesses need to be having in terms of like equity rather than just, oh, yeah, we're an equal employer. Like, no, hon, like show us what yeah. you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, so back to um, Recruiter Bay. So mm-hmm. what what do you hope to achieve with it? Um, because it's, it's a very, very handy platform to provide good information. So what do you hope to achieve with it? And what's your vision for it, shall I say? Oh my gosh, uh, that's deep. That's a really deep question. I don't know. Um, to be honest with you, like, if I really want it to genuinely help people because like, I genuinely do mean it when I think, when I say that there's so much talent out there and there's so much talent within like the black community, other ethnic communities, people who may not have people in their families who work in like corporate organizations or like businesses or just who work in general, who don't have access to information on how to progress at work or even how to get work. I want it to help people like them. That's like, that's what I really want Recruit Bay to do. Um, and in terms of just like helping people just reach their maximum potential at work, because I feel like I've been fortunate enough to, achieve like a certain level of success so early on in my career if I can do it and I don't like working (laughs) anyone can do it Mm. anyone can do it and if I've got that knowledge at least I can share it to them who knows what doors that will open I don't want to say too much because it's it's still quite premature Mm. but I just do hope it can help as many people as possible it will it will it's it's a great platform and Obviously, I'll always, I'll always be sharing it on my page. So, people, make sure you follow that on Instagram, Recruiter Bay. So much help. Please do. And not just on trying to get a job, but just on career progression. And obviously, mm-hmm. Daniel touched on some of the stuff we've touched on today. So, and it's, and it's on Insta. It's not like a big art, a big ass article you have to open and scroll down and read on the tube. It's like a, it's really easy to digest. So, make sure. Do you have any, do you have any like feedback? What could I improve? To be fair, like I, I don't, I don't have anything additional. I'll just say that you should just continue. Like I feel like, just I feel like the more you post and the more often you post, you see how much it's gonna grow. So I'll just say, just con- like post as much as you can. That's. I just I- want to make a disclaimer to anyone who might listen to this. I posted something yesterday, <laughs> and it had a spelling. Oh, so that deep, man. It's calm, bro. No, I like. Oh my god! I make typos on my. Do you know the government updates I do? I make typos all the time. People are like, oh my god, you made a typo. I'm like, yeah, I don't actually care. I wrote on Instagram. <laughs> if you don't like it, yeah, go ask Boris for the correct spelling. Don't give a damn, bro. <laughs> Spelling police come moving aggressive, like so oh, aggressive. Like, shut up. You still read it, like you still read it. You know so what? Worse, <laughs> like you still understood it. So that there's a problem there, <laughs> but it was a mistake, and I chose not to remove it and delete it because I wanted to prove a point that you don't have to be perfect. Mm. Obviously, if you pay me to do your CV, I promise there'll be no spelling mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> but disclaimer, this was a genuine error. And I just thought, you know what? It's not that deep. 
I'll address it in the comments. But I'm not. I'm going to leave it there because no one is perfect in this life, and you just have to just get on with life and just do it. Nice. So yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so, so we can find you um, on Instagram at Recruiter Bray. Do you want to give out your personal Instagram, or you want to keep that low key? No, I don't give up my personal one. Okay, <laughs> no. cool, 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 cool. Just recruit a bay. That's the focus. Because you never know. Like they might like recruit a bay, and then they go on my personal one. They don't like something, then they unfollow recruit a bay. That's not. That's not gonna happen. You just don't fit on your personal one. It's just you going out for drinks and posing in dresses. That's it. But um, true. Yeah. No. Okay. Cool. We'll keep. We'll keep that low key. So recruit a bay. You can give up my. You, you can give up my thingy one. I do like post nice things most of the time, like inspirational stuff. Okay. On my personal one. Like, give it out. Maybe you can. You're on the phone. You can. You can tell them what, what's your personal Instagram then. Oh no. Okay. Just stick to. Let's stick to Recruiter Bay. Well, actually, it's Recruiter Bay, and then my personal one's Lady Tanya with a H. But my actual name is not spelled with a H. I wouldn't just be an extra. Okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> well, Tanya, you've been a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic guest. I'll look to have you back uh, one day. Not one day. I'll Thank you for having me. Yeah, see, see how easy that was. It was easy as easy as easy peasy. Is it done now? No, it's not done now. But yeah, I'm oh. gonna say it was easy peasy. <laughs> <laughs> You're complaining about it. Now. I don't know. So make sure you make sure you follow uh, Tanya, Lady Tanya, if you want to see um, fine dining and and, fat and high living. If you wanna, if you want information. <laughs> <laughs> for information about how to progress in your career just general career tips and recruitment yeah make sure you follow recruiter bay on instagram all these links will be in the description of my um podcast and i'll be posting and i will if you follow me on instagram you'll see recruiter bay anyway so until next week peace and blessings tanya thank you you've been a great guest thank you for having me bye everyone <laughs> have an amazing week look at that positive vibes <laughs> you love to see it <laughs>